On this week's episode of Tattletale, our guest is Libby Smith. Libby talks about overcoming various difficulties, ranging from a near-death experience, celebrating her sisters, overcoming multiple heartbreaks, and the birth of her daughter. We also talk about some of Libby's interests, including archery, deers, fairies, and DJing. Now tap me about it. Our next guest is Libby Smith. Welcome to Tattletale, Libby. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Please tell the people a little bit about Libby. All right. Well, um, we were just talking about our babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have a six-month-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old at home, uh, Maya and Valencia, and that's definitely, that is where my energy is at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, where are you originally from? So I was actually born in Spokane, Washington. Um, I moved around a lot before I was two. So I lived in Richland, uh, Washington. I moved to Camp Sherman, Oregon for a little while and then um, finally moved to Eugene. So that's, Eugene's where I grew up. So from when I was two and a half to um, 18. Okay, yeah. So definitely like my roots. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, After that, I moved to Seattle. Thought I wanted to be a biologist for a while. Yeah. (laughs) But I went to Seattle University for like a term and then dropped out and worked in a skate shop. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Got a lot of tattoos. Cool. So That's where it started. Um, well, it started a little bit before that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> My first tattoo, I was 15. No um, way. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I had a fake ID. So I'm not going to name the tattoo shop. Okay. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> they're still yeah, around. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it wasn't their fault. It was, my, you know, yeah, it was a pretty yeah, good you fake ID. <laughs> Wait, uh, which city was this in? In Eugene. Okay, this yeah. was in Eugene. Okay. This is in Eugene. <laughs> yep. So I, d- I had the fake ID out of all my friends and was in charge of beer and all sorts of stuff. So cool. Uh, I was like, I always wanted tattoos. So it was something, you know, it wasn't a spur of the moment decision. It was something I've always Well, how do been you, into. well, like, rewind back to that moment. What was like your first moment really remembering tattoos? Um,. I think it was before I even knew what they were, but I I would always draw on myself mm-hmm. as a kid. Okay. Like, there's pictures of me when at you know two years old, and I had like with markers like drawn all over my body, like basically tattoos. Yeah, uh, I'll have to find the picture. It's pretty funny. Um, so I guess it was more just like adornment and like art, and yeah. I don't even know if it was so much tattoos, but just wanting to like adorn myself. Yes. Um, I've always loved jewelry, tattoos, just. I've always been super into it. Mm-hmm. So that was your first memory, essentially, like just drawing on yourself and then just figuring out, knowing, eventually getting to the point where you know that there's a permanent method yeah, to totally. applying the art to yourself. Totally. So what was the first tattoo that you got? Explain to me kind of like what, what happened. Well, I, I should also preface by saying growing up in Eugene, you know, I grew up going to the country fair and grew up very like... Um, there's a lot of self-expression, a lot of tattoos, a lot of piercings, just a lot of kind of hippie stuff happening. Um, so I think some of the first t- actual tattoos I really saw were like at the country fair. And if you guys don't know what that is, look it up. It's awesome. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was, just, it was always kind of a part of my culture and my community. My parents don't have any tattoos, which is interesting. It's It's always interesting to hear people you interview talk about their parents and how they... <laughs> their relationship with their tattoos and mm-hmm. my parents did not have any so i definitely broke some <laughs> broke some ground in my family by yeah. getting some of the first ones <laughs> so my first tattoo i was 15 i i knew i wanted an ocean related tattoo so it's a tribal ocean tattoo mm-hmm. on my ankle okay so very um 90s so i guess it would be let's see it was probably 96 when yeah. I got this done. So mm-hmm. definitely like full 90s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right in the middle of it. And I have to, <laughs> I was deciding between that and the Godsmack Sun. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I think I made the right choice <laughs> long term. <laughs> yes. But let's just say at that point I was really into Godsmack and, yeah. you know, tribal stuff. So, <laughs> um, dodged a bullet there. I think so. I was going to get the Godsmack Sun on my lower back. That's, so, <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I feel like I made the right choice. Yeah. So and the meaning behind that one is um, 
ever since I was little, I've always had a really strong connection to the ocean. And um, I've had a couple kind of near-death experiences with the ocean. Um, when I was little, my mom and I were almost taken out by a sneaker wave on the Oregon coast. Oh my gosh. And um, I was like a little baby um, in a, you know, a carrier, and they were on the coast, on the rocks. And a sneaker wave just came and like, washed us out and like we tumbled on the rocks and like almost just got taken out to sea and even though I don't remember that you know I was told that story and you know it took them a long time to go back to the coast yeah I'm sure um and I just feel like it's always stuck with me and I always dream about the ocean it's just always been like a pretty like I love it I love the ocean but I'm very you know I respect it and you know, a little fearful, yeah. but fear and love. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Living so close, like from Eugene, what, uh, what's the nearest coastal town? So it's more like, um, Yahats, Florence. Yeah, exact Florence. So, yeah. so this, is, this is actually in Yahats when, uh, the sneaker wave came. Yeah. Out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you go full color or? Um, it's, a it's like a black outline with kind of blue shading. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't go all the way around, you know, my ankle because, you know, there's a belief that, you don't want to cut off like body parts with tattoos mm-hmm. and because if you believe in the afterlife um, or reincarnation that you don't want to come back, I guess that body part could be missing or uh, hurt or okay. there's kind of a belief around uh, not completing a circle. And it's interesting because I've, I've continued to have really st- in, like intense ocean experiences throughout my life. And I was, I was like thinking about it a lot today as I was thinking about my first tattoo and like a few, let's see, Five years after, six years after that, no, actually, sorry, let me rephrase that. I think seven or eight years after that, um, I was in Thailand for the when the tsunami happened there, and this it was so crazy because I was dreaming about tsunamis before it happened, and it was just, you know, I went to Thailand with my family, my grandma, my parents, my sisters, super family trip. We did like a month long tour of Thailand, but you know, I was. 22 and all I wanted to do was go to the islands and the beach like that's all I'm like you know screw all this tourist stuff like I want to go to the beach yeah. and lay in the sun <laughs> and my one of my best friends Angela was there because her and her boyfriend were touring the world and I was like I'm gonna go meet them on the beach it's gonna be amazing and my dad just you know did not allow me he's like you cannot leave our group you cannot go to the beach and I didn't meet them but I was so pissed at him at the time yeah. but thankfully I didn't go um, because where they were was completely destroyed. At, and at the time, I didn't know if they were okay. And it was just like devastating. There wasn't cell phones. There was no way to know. Um, the island they were on was completely wiped out. And, you know, I thought, you know, my best friend was gone. And I, so like, I think it was maybe 24 hours or 48 hours later, she finally got a hold of me on email. And it was just like such a relief. Yeah. And her and her boyfriend ended up deciding to come meet us in North Thailand, like the day before the tsunami happened. So literally they, I mean, they were on like a shack on the beach, like sleeping and then decided to leave and go meet us. So it was like super heavy. And, you know, they finally, it was like the last train out of there. And they met up with us on New Year's and we were in Chiang Mai and it was just, I'll never forget that, like, reunion. Um, oh, yeah. It's just so so much relief. That and, one decision, you know, yeah. it was literally life and death. Like, it totally. could have changed the course of your guys' lives. It, totally. That's like, so, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Think. And it's like, it's something I, you know, it's always there. But today I was like, wow, God, that was so crazy. Like, oh, my God. And you're so thankful that I was there and she decided to come meet us. And so thankful my dad didn't let me go to the yeah, beach. Right? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, like, yeah, like you're saying at the time, you're upset, but in hindsight, you're like, thank, probably even the next week, you're like, thank yeah, you. Yeah. In a way, that tattoo can serve as a reminder of being grateful for be- just being alive this next day, you know? Totally. It's like a silly tribal tattoo, but there's a lot of meaning behind it for totally. my first tattoo. Did you uh, come up with a design yourself or did you work with an artist? No. <laughs> I just, I was like off the wall, just picked one. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> from the tribal flash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And how big is it again? 
Um, it's about half an inch tall and then just kind of wraps around my ankle. So it's not like for your first tattoo, not super aggressive at all. No, like but it, you know, I was having the first of my friends to get yeah. a tattoo and it was like, I had to hide it. I, had, I actually hid it from my dad for maybe two years. Oh, wow. Um, because I, I didn't want him to know I had a fake ID also. <laughs> um, You're like, I'll wait till a year before I get, right? like, my, I turn 18, <laughs> so I'm good. Um, yeah, I had it for a while. And I actually remembered I told him about it when we were snowboarding and we were on a lift. I don't know why I chose that moment. Yeah. <laughs> but um, It's like he can't go anywhere. Yeah, I can't well, really. Well, you can't go I know, anywhere either. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him, uh, yeah, snowboarding. He's a, we used to snowboard together and I told him on the lift. Oh. <laughs> Uh, did you feel like he was disappointed at all? Yeah, he, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, he was—he's pretty bummed. Yeah, I think you know, it, I was listening to Bosco's you know podcast before mm-hmm. this, and you know, as an artist and someone who's into tattoos, I think your parents always—they're just scared that you're going to be you know covered in tattoos and like a starving artist, yeah. you know. <laughs> and even though I was—I was being just super true to myself, but yeah. Yeah, they were not into them at first, but I think, you know, they've definitely accepted the tattoos. And, yeah. Um, they, you know, I think at that point, too, people thought you wouldn't be able to get a job and there was a little more stigma oh, and totally. like stereotyping. and Yeah, that didn't change until recently, really, yeah. to be honest, I feel like. And I think, you know, and probably there's probably areas where it's still true. So after the waves, did you wait until you were of age to get your next tattoo? I did, okay. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you were 18 or I was a little 18. older? Mm-hmm. I feel like I barely got away with that 15-year-old one, so I was like, I'm not going to yeah, keep pressing again. my luck. <laughs> and I got a... There's this pretty famous book of fairies. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Froud drew this beautiful fairy, and I have it on my lower back. <laughs> so I have a fairy on my lower back. This was also in Eugene? Also in Eugene. Okay. And I got that one done at Tattoo by Design by Bonnie, who's kind of an old school tattoo artist. Um, she's pretty interesting. She really pioneered a lot of like safety and hygiene techniques with tattooing. It's funny. She actually tattoos out in Yahats now. Oh, um, wow. And still around, still tattooing. Yeah. So actually, and, and that one, so it was cool. My mom actually got that for my graduation oh, present. Cool. So it was, it was kind of a cool, it was something I really wanted and she... It was really cool that she like was it, bought yeah, that for me. Was yeah. totally down with it. Yeah, yeah. So that was from like one of your favorite fairy books. Mm-hmm. Obviously, kind of the imagery in that probably just spoke to you, or probably still does even. Totally yeah, say. it still does, and it just it's kind of whimsical and like I don't know. Growing up in Eugene, it's like <laughs> you know, it's it's so hippie in some ways, and yeah. I think it, it reminds me of that vibe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then after that. Did you wait a while or did you just like kind of, I'm itching to get another tattoo? I started to also get really into piercing at that time. So it was kind of, you know, I got my eyebrow pierced and like a bunch of my, you know, my ears super pierced up and I started stretching my ears. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it was kind of like, so it was kind of into both. I was definitely into like body modification, um, but piercing was just a little, you know, I don't know. I don't know, I guess I was into both. Mm-hmm. The next tattoo I got was a spider tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> that's funny. So I had, uh, I went to Burning Man a couple times. Mm-hmm. And the first time was in 2001. Okay. And I had this amazing like vision quest out in the desert. <laughs> and um, I kept seeing a spider the whole, the whole time I was out there. Yeah. And of course came back home and got a spider tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> was it now in seattle at this point or no i was um i had already (laughs) i dropped out of school in seattle worked at a skate shop and then ended up the skate shop in seattle was crescent downworks and at this point i mean my parents were super disappointed (laughs) like you know i went from wanting to be a biologist you know to like working in a skate shop but uh that skate shop has really opened my eyes to like working in the apparel industry. And, um, you know, I started going to trade shows and doing buying for the shop and Crescent Downworks in Seattle is, it's a skate shop, but they also own, um, an outerwear down company, mm-hmm. make down jackets. And, you know, I started working in like working on the down jackets. Yeah. 
And well, just know, to rewind on that, actually, I had posted like a onesie that they had done yeah, for like a uh-huh. kid, like a camo one. Yeah. So I had no idea because I know that they're huge in Japan for other outerwear. Yeah, totally. Chris at Downworks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you don't know about it, look it up. It's amazing. But I had no idea that it was also a skate shop. That just yeah. seems like not the same thing. I know. I think, it, well, I think the, I don't know the full story, but it was a husband and wife and she really ran um, the down um, jacket company. And then he, I think his, the skate shop was his project. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but they were right across the street. So I would often work at both places. Oh, cool. And this was right, you know, on Pine and, you know, Seattle. It was definitely, that's where I grew up a little bit because, you know, I went from you know, being in the dorms to like, oh shit, like now you're on your own and like your parents are not <laughs> happy with you. Yeah. But working on a skate shop really changed um, the you know trajectory of my career mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for that. But after doing that for a little while, I moved back to Eugene to work at Tactics Board Shop, which is a skate shop in Eugene. And at that point... I was 18. It was it was a little young to be on my own in Seattle. Um, so I went, came back to Eugene and stayed there for a couple years. And that's when I started getting, you know, some more tattoos. Okay. <laughs> that's when I went to Burning Man and had the spider vision quest. And that's when you got <laughs> with the spider tattoo. Yeah. yeah. And describe the, ta- the spider tattoo. So it's actually covered up now. Um, but it's, it was only like two inches tall. It was like a really kind of stylized little spider any particular species of spider? It was a black widow. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And not long after that, I just, I don't know why I decided to cover up. I think it was a pretty small tattoo and it was on my arm. So I think I kept just, it was it just what didn't fit the space very well. So I ended up getting, um, like maybe a year, a year or two after that, I started my, my arm piece, which is a pretty big crow and there's three poppies mm-hmm. around it. Um, so that was my first like big tattoo, you know, it took a couple sessions. Yeah. I mean, maybe 12, like 10 hours, maybe I got this done by Brian, uh, Wilson at scapegoat. Um, so this is when they were in their old location off division and this amazing vegan tattoo shop. Uh, Brian's incredible. And I'm so, I'm so lucky to have gone to him. The story behind that. So I've, I love crows. I snowboard a lot. And, you know, crows are always up there in the woods. And it's just always been this this bird I identify with. And the poppies. So I have two sisters. And the poppy. There's a poppy for each of us on my okay. arm. And when I was getting this one, my sister was in the hospital for... Um, she had aplastic anemia and was pr- pretty bad shape in the hospital. I was getting this one done. So I think this is my first time really like using tattoos as therapy kind of and it was a super painful part of our lives and that that tattoo really helped you know it's very sacred yeah definitely and it and I think I started that so she needed a bone marrow transplant and both her older sisters me you know were not matches and one of the criteria I think at that time is if you want to donate bone marrow you can't get tattoos for a little while and so as soon as I knew I wasn't a match, I kind of started getting this done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it definitely helped me get through that time. Mm-hmm. So she she made it through. It was really close, but it was, it was definitely the first time I used tattooing as a way to like deal with pain. I'm assuming already that they love the tattoo in the meaning behind um, it. And I don't know if I've actually even told them like the full. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, I think Maybe I might have. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's um, yeah. I don't know if I told them exactly the meaning of it. It's so interesting you doing this because there's so many stories that haven't been told, and that's just it's so cool that you're telling these stories. <laughs> well, you're the one who's telling. I just want to provide a vehicle. Yeah. Everyone who's been on here, I just want to thank everyone, including you, just spending some time and allowing me to learn more about you and. It's therapeutic, but the whole entire goal is to just to kind of get to know you more and record these mm-hmm, stories mm-hmm. that hopefully you can pass on to your family. Yeah, you know, totally. and uh, I think it's yeah, I think these are important things because sometimes sto- uh, tattoos don't have meaning behind them, mm-hmm. but there's definitely there's always a story, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just you know <laughs> drunk and going, mm-hmm, you know, so mm-hmm. there's everything in between. So yeah, definitely have some of those too. You know, a couple. 
I'm talking about kind of the heavier ones, but I have a lot of like fun, like silly yeah. drunk tattoos yeah, too, yeah. <laughs> which I love equally and, you know, and sometimes even more. So, <laughs> so when you went to scapegoat, were you still based out of Eugene or were you? I, so I moved up to Portland. Good question. Um, I moved up to Portland to go to the art Institute and that's when I really, uh, you know, I worked in a skate shop for a while. I was super into apparel, um, done some buying, done some designing. I did a lot of tie-dyeing growing up, still do. <laughs> so I went to the Art Institute for apparel design and just, I feel like the Art Institute was a good compromise between my parents and I of like art school, but also kind of business focused. And it definitely like, you know, it's a little bit of a controversial school, you know, but for me, it really did, the, you know, it did what I wanted and I, you know, learned art, but also how to get a job. Mm -hmm. So thankful for that. Yeah. Um, so I moved up to Portland, uh, with my best friend, Amiko. And this was in 2002 or three. And we just, yeah, we were in like a, like a rock band together, machete. <laughs> um, and just like live that Portland life. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was lovely. Partied hard, started, started DJing, <laughs> uh, went to art school, I worked at uh, the Mountain Shop up here, which was another skate and snowboard shop. I uh, got heavily into snowboarding, even more so. Being um, so close to hood. Yeah, and just, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, but that's when I definitely started to get even more and more into tattooing. And, okay. you know, Portland's such a mecca for tattoo artists. And, yeah. yeah. So what was the next tattoo after that? So the next one, it's kind of, a, well, it's a happy story. So, you know, I got this heavy, you know, crow and... Uh, poppies on my left arm and it's funny actually the spider is in the crow's throat oh. <laughs> so you can't see you know they, he did a really good job covering it up but um you know the crow definitely ate the spider yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so after that one you know my sister got better and I kept telling her like once you're out of the hospital we're gonna go on a trip and like we're gonna we're gonna go surf and we so as soon as she was better I took her down to San Francisco um, I went surfing in Santa Cruz. She got up her first try and it was just like, you know, rented a convertible on the coast. It was this great trip. But the whole time I was like, look, you know, I'll get whatever tattoo you want. <laughs> you know, let's get matching tattoos, whatever you want, you pick. So by the end of the trip, we, she decided on uh, a Thai tattoo for good health, mm -hmm. just kind of honor her health and getting her health back. Oh, um, so it's kind of, it was a cool, yeah. So we got that I can't remember the name of the tattoo shop. It was in San Fran. It was definitely a walk-in situation. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we have matching tattoos. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Yeah. And where is that tattoo? So it's on my right forearm, mm -hmm. um, up high. And, and that's when I, you know, I got that one. I'm like, oh man, the forearm is such a great place for tattoos. <laughs> and started kind of filling up my forearm a little bit more. Okay. So after that, I got a rose by Mondo and Phoenix commemorate rose city yeah and it's it's that's actually one of my f favorite tattoos it's so simple it's just a rose but it's definitely i think it's the first one that was more like old school tattoo style like, like Sailor, traditional Sailor jerry traditional yeah. like and i'm like and that tattoo was just weathered so well like i'm like oh that's why <laughs> yeah that style is like so good because it just it just holds the color it holds the line weight and that's when i started kind of you know veering t towards more traditional tattoos mm -hmm. and then after that i got i went through a really bad breakup i moved to idaho for a while um broke up with the, my boyfriend at the time moved back to portland and um i got that's when i got my biggest tattoo so um it's my whole like right outer thigh from mm -hmm. my knee to your hip my hip bone mm -hmm. um and that one is, it's all done in like kind of blue indigo shades. And it's, it's like a really big deer skull uh, with the goddess Artemis um, rising up from it. And she has a bow and arrow. And above it, it says uh, she flies with her own wings. And that was definitely like a moment in my life. I was heartbroken for sure. But, you know, I was just, I moved back to Portland just super determined to like, uh, just get my career going and just very independent and just like not wanting to let a relationship deter my goals again. It sounds like it's a, a another session of therapy in a way. Totally. You know, yeah. and 
you're kind of in a way, I think the best way I can describe it is you're turning emotional pain into physical pain, which then dissipates. Totally. The pain goes totally. away. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, for me, I think physical pain is a little easier to deal with than emotional pain sometimes because I don't know, physical pain, I'm like, okay, I know how to deal with this and I can, you know, get through this and then yeah. it goes away yeah. and definitely take some of that emotional pain with it when it goes. So mm. it, yeah, it's totally, um, so that was also done by Brian at scapegoat and you know, he did my two biggest tattoos and my two like deepest tattoos, yeah. like meaning wise mm-hmm. and definitely will always have like a connection to him and you know, it was, you know, such an honor to get tattooed by him and it's, it's so it's such a personal thing, especially mm-hmm. when there's such heavy meaning behind them. And I mean, to this day, when I see him, you know, it's just it's like an old friend, you yeah. know, for sure. Okay, so you get your leg piece, and then from there, I actually noticed. Well, we might be going out of order. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. Honestly, like I remember my first tattoo, first couple, and then it gets a little mushy. Like <laughs> my sense of time uh, since having kids is like, it's like really like fluid and not a linear line (laughs) totally yeah i noticed that you have tattoos on your hands actually Mm. so (laughs) you know speaking of tattoos that are job stoppers i would say that tattooing your hand is probably the biggest job stopper (laughs) yeah um (laughs) yes so tell me about your hand tattoos um well those are obviously the most noticeable ones they are totally and um you know i I got these, you know, after I'd gotten quite a few body tattoos. So it was, it's like I had already really committed to it. And the first hand tattoo I got is on my right forefinger. I'm sorry, my right ring finger. Mm-hmm. And it's an arrow. Um, this was definitely a drunken <laughs> finger tat I got uh, in Portland. This one I got at Sea Tramp, actually. So my uh, one of my best friends, Stormy, and I... Um, I don't even know where we're partying, but we <laughs> got a little drunk and decided to get hand tattoos. And her nickname is Tiny Dagger. My nickname is Tiny Arrow. So we got a dagger and an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> as far as getting a hand tattoo, you got to be definitely committed. But I guess in this, you had a little liquid courage as far as like... <laughs> no regrets, though. You know, I, like, um, they did a pretty good job. You obviously got more. Yes, I got more. <laughs> Beyond that, so... Um, and for me, like... at you know, at this point I was getting really like fun, decorative, ornamental tattoos. And like, um, I wear a lot of rings and jewelry. So like adding to my fingers wasn't as scary as like, I, you know, I thought. Mm-hmm. And the arrow is also, so I'm super into archery. And I realized today, I think I have like maybe seven or eight arrow tattoos. No way. Um, like throughout, you know, some of them are like in other tattoos, but, yeah. um, yeah, so I'm super into archery. I love shooting. So where did that start? Um, that I started when I was in middle school. And how? Um, they had actually archery at my school as a class. Um, That's so cool. Right? So cool. And it's like this a guy taught it, and he was just super old school, like hippie hunter um, guy. And I don't know, it just like really like resonated with me right away. And it was just like being able to focus and shoot. Um, I also come from a family of hunters and that go hunt elk every year. So it's, you know, I've been around a bow and guns and so it wasn't like that weird of a stretch, Mm. but, um, there's something really peaceful about like focusing like that and like just letting go. And like, I was actually like pretty good. I'm still pretty good. I wanted to go to the Olympics for it, but it's a whole other (laughs) story. (laughs) And I think I've just really, yeah, so I've, I think I have, like, I have to count them. I think I have yeah. like seven or eight arrow tattoos. That's so cool. Anyway, I so, <laughs> so Tiny Arrow was my nickname. So above it, I also have a little tiny star. Mm-hmm. And then on my other hand, I have a moon uh, and a little planet with some stars. Mm-hmm. And these are more decorative or just do, are there? They're definitely it? like decorative. It's mm-hmm. like it's like getting a ring or something. You know, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, there are like images. I, you know, obviously love moons. But yeah. <laughs> and tell me, where did you get these finger dots? So, so the arrow was at Sea Tramp. I don't remember who did it, to be honest. <laughs> That's okay. And the moon was at Sea Tramp as well. Mm-hmm. And this was also a late night one. And then the star and the planet were done by my friend Josh. Mm-hmm. 
And my friend Marty just came in and did some stick and poke and kind of cleaned up the planet and the stars. Mm-hmm. She's going to clean up the other one too. I'm super into stick and poke right now. I think oh, really? that's kind of some of my next Does it hurt tattoos. more or less? I just got stick and poke, but it was like a month or so after giving birth. And I think it was just super sensitive. So I don't know. My sense of pain is different now too. I'm so sure. <laughs> um, it kind of hurts. Yeah. It, it's like... You know, it's it's more jabby, yeah. <laughs> like us, which is not super pleasant. But. <laughs> okay, so you got your, f- your finger tats. We can work our way up an arm. Pick an arm. Um, so we'll do my favorite arm. Yeah. Well, I think, I don't know, I like both. <laughs> <laughs> so on my right arm is where I have my good health tattoo and tie. Yes. Uh, below it, I have a kind of old school rose that I love mm-hmm. so much. That's the one that was done in Phoenix. Yep, done in Phoenix. And below that, I have a little cute deer named Burger. <laughs> I have a like a porcelain deer collection. I love deer. Was and it like a childhood toy that you had? Um, I've always loved deer, but um, started collecting like little deer figurines maybe ten years ago. Okay. Um, this is one of them that I my favorite one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of at this point um my friend stormy and i were eating a lot of elk burgers and <laughs> we'd we'd go to this bar on Vic- on division called the victory and we'd always get a venison burger and that's why his name's burger <laughs> <laughs> so um it's cute but we we're also eating deer yeah. at the time <laughs> and then two arrows close to that yeah um was that Kind of just a filler? Or kind of just a filler. Mm-hmm. Let my friend do that one. And then below, or kind of next to the deer, there's a little lime slice. Mm-hmm. And that's, my friend Min did that one at his house. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a little bit of a filler. I, that one's a little wonky, but it's funny. I love I love wonky tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a wonky little lime next to the deer. What's the story behind the lime? Why a lime? Well... <laughs> At the time, each of my girlfriends, like in our little crew, were going to get a piece of fruit mm-hmm. tattooed. So we each had like picked out our fruit. And I love lime. I put lime on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went through with it. My friend Lisa went through with it. And she got a strawberry. Mm-hmm. Strawberry or watermelon? Watermelon. Um, she got a little watermelon on her booty. And, and then all the other girls like... Flaked. flaked out on it <laughs> so so it's like kind of a like fruit crew but um just two of us got, ended up getting girl. it <laughs> i think they probably saw it was a little wonky you know i think they got a little scared but well, i am wonk is good like i embrace said. the wonky yeah. but it's all right <laughs> well this just shows how down you are so <laughs> so my most recent tattoo mm-hmm. is on my forearm um olivia at scapegoat did this mm-hmm. and it's i love it so much um so I always knew I wanted to get a Valencia tattoo. Mm-hmm. So Valencia is my first daughter. Mm-hmm. And when I was pregnant with her, I just was like eating oranges like a crazy person just all day. Just like oranges all day. So that's how she got her name, Valencia. Um, and so the tattoo is definitely kind of old school style. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valencia written out in a little banner. And then a big slice of orange and orange blossoms. And then a moon behind it. Yeah. And two butterflies. Um, two butterflies. So those, it's kind of heavy, but um, I was pregnant with twins before Valencia yeah. and we lost that pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the butterflies are to remember them. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's sad, but also, you know, Valencia is here and it's, it's crazy how things work out like that. That's, it's pretty wild. Even go back to the ocean tattoo just the concept of life and mm-hmm. how fragile it is. And you just never know what's going to happen. Totally. You know, like with Theodore, obviously when you're trying to have kids, you only want the best of the fate, you know, for them, you mm-hmm. want the best, you know, and uh, things don't always shake out the way you expect it to, totally. you know? And um, I really, again, I really thank you for opening up and allowing me to, to hear these stories. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things just, you know, it's part of life and it reminds you how special life is and, you know, especially the, the ones that you do have and, you know, even the ones that you haven't even really fully got to meet or spend mm-hmm. time with, you know, mm-hmm. it just reminds you like all these, there's just so much opportunity to love in life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's just no time to, to be a dick. There really isn't yeah. like yeah. you gotta like this life is so freaking fragile and 
you just you gotta love that's Mm -hmm. it you know totally again another situation where you probably used tattoo as a form of therapy yeah and i think yeah so you know losing twins you know one of the more painful things i've ever gone through for sure um but we also you know realized how much we wanted to have kids and getting through that was definitely very hard but um you know it made me realize how many people go through that too and it's like so common and people just don't talk about it and they and you know not that they have to but they should they shouldn't feel ashamed at Mm -hmm. all there's no shame in that because like you said it's such a common thing in life Mm -hmm. and even more mad respect for the parents that have to gone through that because that's such a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. like you just i mean you just have all this hope and like it's and then it's a little it's fleeting at Mm -hmm. that moment you know and to yeah you just recollect yourself and you just have to move forward and that i think that perseverance that you're able to learn from it you're able to pass on you know to your you know to Mm -hmm. to to maya and to v you know Mm -hmm. and uh They'll, I'm sure they'll hear this, those stories one day and they'll mm-hmm. just learn to like, you know, appreciate it. And yeah, yeah, it's definitely a difficult topic, but I think it's important to be able to take care of yourself mentally and to be able to talk about it if you feel like you want to, mm-hmm. you know. Totally. Um, and but, it's, a, you know, not a lot of people know, not, <laughs> it's, yeah. but it's cool to talk about it. And, you know, I'm at a place where, you know, the butterflies are watching over Valencia. Definitely. And, you know, it's, it's a sad of course but it's it's a beautiful story too and um absolutely yeah. actually on that note yeah if you want me to take that part out i i know i'm okay it. with it yeah okay so yeah, i'll totally. i'll keep it it's i kind, super of, kind of wanted to tell but like it's you know i feel like this is a better like a good way to tell it <laughs> yeah okay totally yeah um okay all right so okay so that's my most recent tattoo yeah. so that was maybe two months ago mm-hmm. um I love it so much. So, of course, now I have to get a Maya tattoo. So that's my next piece. That's the next piece, one. And I'll get it with Olivia as well. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited about that. What were you eating at that time? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I like really loved um, Oyatsu Pan Bakery has these like, <laughs> like jalapeno like hot dog cheese rolls. And I ate those like crazy. <laughs> so that would not be a cute tattoo. <laughs> Um, but I also, I really was into like almond flavor, which is weird. Like I wanted everything almond, like almond lattes and almond cookies and mm-hmm. like almond everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking about like an almond flower or something, but, um, Maya's middle name is Juniper too. So seeing like a Juniper, uh, branch possibly Valencia was really hell bent on calling Maya, uh, either cricket or ladybug so that's like what she wanted to name maya yeah so i was also thinking about doing like a little cricket and a ladybug you got it yeah i know that's so cool what <laughs> yeah. a great that's a great story yeah so, <laughs> so somewhere in that vein yeah um, do you do you know where you want to get it that's what i can't decide so <laughs> yeah i'm kind of running out of space but i've you know i got some areas yeah yeah but i'm definitely into like the forearm zone for yeah. tattoos it just holds up so well and you can kind of show them off and yeah. I just see him, you know. Do you have anything on your upper uh, right arm? Um, this side, no. Um, kind of keeping my upper right arm blank. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a couple on my left forearm. So mm-hmm. um, I've got a piece by Joe from Artwork Rebels. Um, he And it's uh, also old school style. It's a bloody axe <laughs> with two flowers and the words kindness mm-hmm. on it. Um this one's kind of just tongue in cheek. It's not too heavy, but it's just like kill him with kindness. Yeah. You know, <laughs> which I always try to remind myself to, you know, to be kind. And I really try to teach my kids that. And at the end of the day, you know, be kind to the people around you. And Which is funny because when I think of kind people, you're definitely at the top of the list. <laughs> so it's just like, it's a funny thing that you would have to tattoo that on yourself because I would, I would have thought that you're just like the, like a kind soul your whole entire life <laughs> assumingly i'm just assuming things but yeah but i think you know this all tattoo and i've been called kind and nice my whole life for sure and i am kind i think but yeah. i can also be really tough too and i think this it's sort of tongue-in-cheek you know referring to being kind but also like i will kill you kill you with my kindness Ex- too <laughs> i was gonna say that i don't i don't want to mix up kindness and softness like i don't think right, right. of you as someone who's yeah, soft yeah. at all or someone to trample on but someone who's genuinely just 
cares and loving mm-hmm. like with the people around around them yeah know? totally yeah okay so you got uh kill them with kindness kill them with kindness um and on my for my left forearm i have a sugar skull from mexico mm-hmm. and i actually got this on day of the dead in mexico oh, that's <laughs> um, crazy and the guy who tattooed it, its name is nacho <laughs> um <laughs> so i got this in sayulita um maybe six or seven years ago and yeah well how epic <laughs> oh my gosh totally it was i love this tattoo it's it's also a little wonky but it's such an amazing story my sister lexi and i went down to mexico for day of the dead and it was my first time uh really seeing it and just being a part of it and making a little altar and just um, experiencing that celebration of life and death and it was so beautiful and we re- just wanted to get a tattoo to commemorate it that's awesome <laughs> so my sister lexi has quite a few tattoos as well mm-hmm. <laughs> does she also have a sugar school she got at this sa- at this time no she got a um a little tattoo that says beautiful blood in uh-huh. spanish um that's probably because of her sickness she you know had an autoimmune disease and couldn't produce blood um, so she had like a pick line and just had to get blood transfusions every day. So she got a beautiful blood tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Below. Uh, below that. So there's a little, I actually got this with my sister as well. Lexi. um, we get a lot of tattoos together. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, it's just my heart beats and the heart is an actual heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like when it kind of in my peak DJing times and it's kind of a double meaning. So it's just at that point I was DJing a lot and I also have a, like a heart murmur. So I have like an extra heartbeat, which I always, it's kind of, it's, I'm like fine. It's not like a big deal, but, um, I always thought it was interesting that my heart like has an extra beat, you mm-hmm. know, and just so into music too. So it's yeah. just interesting to, you kind of have a different beat, you know? Yeah. yeah. So tell me about DJing. When did you start DJ? How did you get into it? It's kind of like tattooing. It's like, I've always been into it. I've always been super into music you know, I started making mixtapes in middle school and like, you know, recording songs off the radio yeah. on my like tape deck. And um, in high school, I was constantly making mix CDs for everybody for parties. And I, I knew I wanted to be a DJ like always. Mm-hmm. Um, and really it was like to, to like have the sound, like, the soundtrack to like really good parties. You know, I wanted to control that. Yeah. Um, I love soundtracks. I love curating like the vibe for things whether it's a wedding or like a party or like you know baby music Mm -hmm. at night you know i have like a mix for everything and started djing so i got my turntables in 2003 i think Mm -hmm. four and it just was all over from there (laughs) what uh what turntables did you get uh techniques 1200s okay so you were doing vinyl vinyl yeah so i've only djed vinyl and still still stubborn <laughs> just lugging your crate around. yeah totally oh my god i can't, like, can't even do that anymore but um always dj'd vinyl and part of that was at you know i've also had a lot of jobs on the computer and just i feel like like when i'm party i don't want to look at a computer and there's just something about vinyl that's so cool and I, I think too like i have so much music on my computer it's almost crippling and like when you have a crate of vinyl and you have to like dj for three hours like it's a challenge and it but it's like i don't know it's just easy to wrap my head around that mm-hmm. yeah totally <laughs> yeah. in a way that limitation kind of forces creativity right? totally yeah because i'm like okay how can i make how can i stretch this like mm-hmm. for you know but so i dj'd at um, dig a pony for a while mm-hmm. the longest night i had was at swift which i think god it might have been seven years or something crazy like it was a long time and i dj'd with my friend richard uh DJ ATM. It was a good time. ATM is your name. No, sorry. ATM is my partner's name uh-huh. or my um, my friend who I DJ with. And what is your uh, moniker? Hot Biology. Hot Biology. Yeah. <laughs> and where does Hot Biology come from? It's kind of a nod to my short-lived biology career. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <wait. laughs> um, But I still love biology. I'm still super into science and plants. Yeah. Just not on a career level mm-hmm. now. Yeah. yeah. So you have uh, your heart beats. Mm-hmm. I have a snake and two arrows on my lower leg too, 
Um, Same leg. Your different right. leg. Different leg. Left it's leg. My left leg. Mm-hmm. It's actually not my favorite tattoo. That's so your least one. It's my least favorite tattoo, and it's so funny because it's like, it's like one of some of my favorite subject matter, like snakes and arrows yeah. and stuff. But um, is that why you got it? <sighs> this one didn't really have a whole lot of meaning. It was more like just pretty. Yeah. I think maybe that's why I don't like it as much. Oh, okay. Know. But it's, but you still you love archery and totally, snakes, you yes. know. And that's yeah, a couple of my arrows are down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you're ninety nine percent covered in tattoos, you know. It's no, like you still yeah. you still have some room. So yeah, I'm super you know into negative space. So I think you know I, I think about the negative space too and the yeah. balance and just I don't know maybe I'll be covered someday, but probably not. It's interesting, like. Right now, uh, Valencia is asking a lot of questions about tattoos. Really? And it's a trip having kids, like, see your tattoos, yeah. you know? And, like, when Valencia and Maya, now and Maya nurses, like, they'd always play with my tattoos and touch them. And it's like, oh, man, that's like, they can see that. And, yeah. like, they're probably wondering what it is. Yeah. Um, but Valencia, she's had some, f- like, fake temporary tattoos. But, like, a couple days ago, she was like, Mom, like, why why do your tattoos stay forever? And I'm like, okay. So like we had to say, I sat her down and was like, well, you know, we use needles and it hurts a little bit, but it's like a good hurt and it's okay. And I, you know, something that I want to do. And she was just like horrified. And she's just like, <laughs> mom, I'm like, I never want to, I never want to do that. And I'm like, you totally don't have to. Like it's, it's your choice. It was my choice. And it's like a really positive thing. Yeah. But she's been talking about tattoos a lot. She wants, uh, she wants us to get an Elsa tattoo together. <laughs> so I might have to find some temporary Elsa tattoos, possibly. But, yeah. Um, or real ones down the road. I know. Yeah. Know. If she really wants to get one with me later on, I'll get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting to have to, you know, I feel like I had to explain my tattoos to my parents a long time ago, and then I never really had to explain them again. And then now having kids, it's like oh yeah they they want to know about them and like what the deal is (laughs) i uh can share that experience because uh actually personally i look forward to that to like having that conversation with adeline yeah i look for i'm i can't wait for her to explain to her what tattoos mean to me Mm -hmm. for her to hear these stories you know with my friends and their tattoos and just how i've i have 10 hours worth of talking about tattoos with my friends you know so that just goes to show how important tattoos are culturally yeah you know and just personally the first interaction of tattoos with her i've already i've already had a sleeve before she was born i had my my arm sleeve right Mm -hmm. it's like fully it goes from my shoulder all the way down to my wrist she never ever asked about that but when i got my snoopy (laughs) charlie brown and woodstock on a chopper tattoo Mm -hmm. that's when she's like Charlie Brown, Snoopy, <laughs> Woodstock. Like she'll point out, she'll like lift up my short and she'll point and she'll, she just points. And that's kind of the extent of it right now just because she can't really have a full conversation being two years old. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so looking forward to being able to talk to her about that and empowering her the option, you know. Yeah, yeah it hurts yeah. and it's not pleasant, but the end result is more than worth it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um you don't have to do it, but if you want to, you're more than welcome to, you know, like yeah, such a cool thing. So that's so rad that Valencia is really kind of interested in starting to mm-hmm. ask more in-depth questions other than just what is that? Yeah. You know, it's like, how did that get there? Totally. And she wants me to take her to a tattoo shop and like, she wants to see it like done. I don't know how many <laughs> tattoo shops that allow children. No, in, totally but not. Like maybe in the lobby. I don't even know. There's um, always, that's what YouTube was created for. Totally. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think she wants to see the real thing. And like, she like <laughs> so cool yeah, that so she's, she's like interested and intrigued. Mm, totally. That's awesome. I think partly too, the catalyst was getting the Valencia tattoo. <laughs> she's, she's like, like oh, like <laughs> you got my name, like yeah. tattooed on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So you, those, you have the snake with the arrows on your left leg. Do you have any mm. other tattoos on that leg? I think I've mostly talked about all of them. Mm-hmm. So none on your back. Besides my fairy, besides the fairy, <laughs> yeah. um, yep, my fairy. Yeah. Do you plan on getting any more on like your back or on your, um, on your other leg? I'm definitely just really into the arms right now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like the main focus. Yeah. And like as a woman who's had two kids, like my body changes so much. So it's 
the arms are a little safer. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he's gonna look good for a while, I think. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, though, you, that's your body, though, yeah, you know, totally. so, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more like what you get. Yeah. Uh, you obviously have good taste with the artist. Uh, Olivia is going to be the next episode after yes, yours. She's amazing. So, um, yeah. We end the show every single time the same way. I like to ask in this situation, you're a professional MMA fighter and you get to pick your entrance song, your fight oh, song. What is, and you being a DJ, I'm <laughs> super stoked to hear what you pick. Oh man. Uh, pressure's on. <laughs> some, some people go super serious. Some people go super silly. So yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what you pick here. I mean, right now, our, like, power song is Sandstorm by Darude. <laughs> um, we just had a Hot Wings challenge in our work, and that was the power song. And it was have, pretty awesome. Ha, have you heard the cumbia version of that? No. There's a cumbia oh, version. Shit. Okay. I will send it to you. <laughs> um, shit. It'd probably be, like, Rage Against the Machine, I think. That's like the fight song. That's the song. Yeah. That's the song you're playing. Yeah. Killing in the name of. Killing mm-hmm. it. Great. I've seen him a couple of times, so I feel even better. Like blessed. That's yeah. the one. Uh, which ones did you see? <clears throat> um, I saw them in the Rock the Bells in San Fran. Okay. So it was actually. It's funny. It was Rage. It was Wu Tang. Yeah. It was great. Epic. It was crazy. I mean, that ODB <laughs> was around at that time. Yeah. It was so crazy. That's a special time. Yeah. So they headlined, right? Um. Yep. Yeah. It was like they were the final act at the end of a long day in the sun of Wu-Tang. So it's totally like it. just wild <laughs> by that point. Okay. So okay. Raging Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of, yeah. that will be your outro song. Yeah. Thanks so much, Libby, yeah. for your time. I love loved having you, loved hearing all your stories. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. It was a pleasure to be on here. Thank you. Yeah. Forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that bar crosses. <laughs>